Evening, Thomas. How are you? How you going, Cal? I'm uh, I'm having a cup of tea and some bickies, mate. I'm doing well. I think if you what sort of Sergios have you got? What sort of Sergio Busquets are you eating? Oh no, they're like this sort of chocolatey biscuit. They're my missus' biscuits, and she's probably going to kill me. Like a digestive? No, because because she's um because she's celiac. She she obviously can only have certain biscuits, and usually the biscuits are shit all the time, right? But right, these ones are like these. Oh, I don't know, they're these chocolatey sort of... I don't know what they are. Uh, and they're just beautiful. They're fucking nice. And I've Lovely. Them. I've stolen a few tonight. I've done the dirt. You deserve it. I think I do. Well, I'm having I'm having a Pepsi Max. <clears throat> I just took the, uh, the dog out for a wee. Some would say. The best of the best of the best of the best of Pepsi Max. Just took the dog out for a urination out in the yard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could smell someone. I smell a fella or a woman, who knows, smoking the devil's lettuce near my house somewhere. Mm, the devil's lettuce. My nose hit the air and I thought, oh, the good old days. They don't call which it leads the devil's me... lettuce for nothing. That's right. Which leads me into a little story that I've got to tell you about mm. me. I think I told you the other day, but I didn't go and elaborate. I got the COVID jab Sunday night. The one um, that said that he wouldn't. <clears throat> Never said I wouldn't, but I was bullied into it by my wife. Bullied. Completely bullied into it. And I was bullied into it by logic. <laughs> so, we were chatting. And she said, you need to get the COVID vaccine. And I said, I'm a damn man. You will not tell me what to do in my own house. She said, you're getting it. You've got a son. You need to be uh, worrying about him now. Stop worrying about yourself. You're selfish. You're overweight. Probably go to the gym as well, getting this COVID jab. I said, how dare you? <laughs> so she, how dare she's you? brought other things into how? it. How dare you? And then she said, listen here then. Why won't you get it? I said, you don't know what's in these things. She said, I'm going to hold you right there. I said, oh, for the last 10 years of your life, minus the last sort of eight, nine months, you would put things into your nostrils and or eat things from random people on the street that were much worse than what's in a fucking COVID vaccine. And I said, shut up. That's too logical. Let's go and get this fucking vaccine. You've beaten me. I've got no comeback. I don't know what to say to you. So I got jabbed and uh, I'm feeling all right. Have you got any connections to 5G yet? No. Not yet. No. Not that I've noticed, but I've had this like real inner monologue running in my head, just constantly saying, geez, you're a good bloke. Geez, you're a good bloke. That's just you giving it your lie. ego coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that can't be that can't be from COVID. That's that's a nightmare. That's, that's um, just the egotistical. But anyway, no one cares about me getting needles. Mm. Let's talk prem. Let's talk match day two. Let's have a little recap. I tell you what, mate, and see how we go. I tell you what, this is a big round. A lot of things happen. Oats. Lots of results. Um, mm. We've spoken prior, obviously, to this episode, and you've taken a lot of notes down. So what I want to do. I want to let you have the floor because Give me the taken, floor. you've taken a lot of notes on all these games. You've written specific moments. I'm a notes moments. man. Yes, you've, you've written specific moments in specific games. So I'll give you the floor. I'm going to sit back and I'll comment. I'll, I'll, I'll join well, in when I need to, but I'll let you recap <clears throat> this round because you've done a lot of work, mate. And uh, I, I, want to hear, I want to hear what you reckon and I'll, well, I'll, I'll gonna, chime in. 
I'm going to open the floor up for the both of us because I'm going to start with Liverpool v Burnley. Okay. The game that we uh, closed the the old potty down for the other night so you can go and watch and I can go and help the boy. So Liverpool 2, Burnley 0. It was... Uh, Burnley Burnley wasn't too bad. They weren't too bad at all. Um, Liverpool, though, just, just too good. Too clean, too crisp, too clinical. Too good through the midfield. Too good up front. What, what's your... Being a diehard rusted on, what's your opinion of that one? I think that game, um, you know, the first 10 to 15 minutes, Burnley were, they were up for it and they were attacking. Weren't they ever? Bit of a feel-out phase, wasn't yeah, it? And usually the first 10 to 15 under Klopp. So a couple of years ago when we were all guns blazing, we would score fucking four or five goals in games or, you know, three to four goals. And then we our defence would let heaps in. We'd end up somehow drawing. And then over the years, Klopp's, you know, beaten that out of us and he's made us more resolute mm. and and know how to seal the deal now. So in turn, our like that sort of gung ho fucking heavy metal football's kinda of gone a little bit. And the first ten to fifteen games we kinda of figure teams out and we let them sort of expose themselves and, and we figure out where their holes are in their in their defence and their midfield and things like that. So that first ten to fifteen it's clever. with it's most clever. games, even Norwich, they had a lot of the ball and we just feel them out and then from there we get that opening goal from Jota in twentieth minute, and then from the twentieth minute, I never thought that we wouldn't win. And um, the second goal, I'm with you. The second goal is so beautiful because it goes from Van Dyke. It's a long diagonal ball to Harvey Elliott. He then chests it down. He was good. Takes a he touch. He was good for a young fella. Was very good. Plays inside to Alexander Arnold, who's so far up the field as a right back, and then he just chips it over into Mane's path, and he rifles a a half volley. And smacks at the bottom. It's just a beautiful goal. It's a beautiful play. And that, Saddlebags. That never happened last year because we didn't have Van Dyke playing those long diagonal balls and our centre-backs couldn't do it. Um, really excited. He was really good at winning. He never loses the battles, anyway. but he won a lot of one-on-one battles in the air, yes. I thought. He's so good and, early, man. And, um, and he's so he's a monster. He's a monster of a man. So he, you're not going to beat him one-on-one anyway. He, he is... I thought... And I said at the start of the year, Henderson is your most important player. And I still think he's right up there. But watching Virgil closely, from last year without him to now, he is your most important player. Henderson's very close, but Virgil is the most important. So I've said many times, and I still believe this, that with with or without Virgil, that's your marker of a title. So with him, you can win a title. Without him, you're not winning a title. He's that important. if you did. Um, yeah, I agree. And I saw a stat the other day, and I thought this was incredible. We talk about Van Dyke a lot, and Van Dyke, and I think uh, Howie sent it to me actually. The, the the stats man Howie again, back again. Hey, mate, he is a stats man. Back Does again. He, he sent me a photo. While the iron's hot, he sent me a photo that Virgil Van Dyke has never lost a home game while playing for Liverpool. So that's a crazy stat. But Far then, out. But then the next crazy stat is <clears throat> Joel Matip has gone 44 games without losing when he plays in the starting lineup. So that says that... Yeah, well. Them, you know, people talk about Van Dyke, but Joel Matip's equally as important. But, um, yeah, look, really, it's a good result. Wasn't, uh, didn't Anfield look nice? Look, mate, it was rocking. So it was rocking. Yeah, it's... It was rocking. You can see Jürgen on the sidelines smiling. You can see him smiling from the moon, honestly. He's the 10th wonder of the world. Those fucking pearly so whites. He doesn't have glasses anymore. Um, <clears throat> no, it's weird. He's probably had his eyes fixed yeah, too. He's either had laser or contacts. <clears throat> yeah, so it's different. But um, well, a bit of, bit of late. He might have had some LASIK. He might have. I, I don't know. He's got so much money, mate. It's, 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 anything's possible. 
Um, I don't really have much to say about Burnley anyway, but I thought you guys were clinical. Yep. I thought you were pretty good. Moving on to, uh, unless you got some more info about Liverpool, but moving on to... <laughs> there was a couple my... of things I want to say, but we'll, we'll leave that for the... No, go back. Go no, back no, and say no, because there's just a few things I was going to say that more lead into next round and our predictions for next round. So I'll leave that oh, love for it. the Chelsea yeah, game love. because that's a big talking point that I'm going to spend a lot of time on. So we'll, we'll recap yeah, this like round that. first. Well, then, yeah, and I'll talk very about good. it. Well, we'll leave that one to last. Um, big one. Villa v Newcastle. Oh mate, I'm that not, game. I'm, I'm going to step back. I'm going to let you talk. Get your frustrations out because I know you're an unhappy man. Fire away. Look, five at the back early, straight away. From from opening kickoff, Villa was in full control of that game. There was no pressure from any of the Newcastle players whatsoever. Danny Ings. Has to get a mention for that goal. Jeez, that was a great goal, Danny Ings. That's a great but goal. But it was off a fucking throw-in. So what is the defence doing? Lascelles played poorly. Saint Maximum was poor. Wilson was poor. Everyone was poor. Steve Bruce has got to be the luckiest man in the Premier League. I can't think of anyone in the Premier League luckier than Steve Bruce who's still employed because his tactics are woeful. Sit back. We haven't got what Chelsea have to be able to run the counter quickly. We haven't even got what Leeds has. We just sit back, let people pummel us for the whole game and try and get Maxi to do something and get Wilson to finish it. It's a joke. If Steve Bruce is here by the January transfer window, honest to God, there'll be riots, I reckon. Yeah, Because well- he is killing us. He's protected. He's kind of lucky in a way because, like, <coughs> Ashley's such a useless owner that he won't end up getting sacked. Like, if he was at another club, he'd be gone by now. Um, yeah, and you know what? Because he, do- he doesn't want to spend any more fucking money, the cheapskate, Mike mm. Ashley. Yes, yeah, useless company. Break the bank, you fucking prick. There's people that support this club for much longer than I fucking have, and they would be distraught to watch the way that we play. Distraught. There is no effort. Some And you can tell they're not playing for him. They don't. Last year, I remember there was a lot of talk about, oh, he's lost the dressing room and the players aren't playing for him, and then they'd come out and have a decentish game. None of them are playing for the man. None of them are playing to say, we want you as our manager, Steve, we'll rip in. Well, I think it's hard to be inspired by constantly playing five at the back. You can't. How do you, how do you get inspired as an attacker yeah. when this goes, oh, let's just sit five at the back and let them come at us, and then we'll try and we'll try and go from our third? Mm. Oh. It's very defensive. Suck and it's a very... lemon. <laughs> You big red-faced cunt, um, suck on a lemon. It's just, he's he do, he's trying to set up not to lose instead of trying to win. And ultimately, you'll get punished for that. So, oh, And you should. You should get punished for that's it. what's It's happening. a disgrace. Mm. Uh, you know what? I've got nothing more to say about that fucking game. I'm just, just I'm, we, we were nothing from the first kickoff. Yeah, tell you nothing. What, it doesn't get any easier for you next week either, man. No, we got Southampton at home, but still, what are we going to do? Look, let's, uh, to get me out of my bad mood, let's move into a game that I thought, even though it was nil-nil, had a shitload of spice to it, Palace v Brentford. It did. There was a lot of chances, man. It wasn't a it game. It was a chance-a-thon. It wasn't a dead My run. man, Ivan. Yeah. Ivan, Ivan no shins. Up. He got up. <clears throat> Shinless, I'm going to call him. Ivan Tony. No shins, <laughs> Ivan. Um, I thought... <laughs> Brentford were really good, um, sort of with a fight back. A lot of chances. Um, Palace were once again a bit, how are you going? They don't really, they're not inspiring any confidence in me. I sort of hope Brentford 
hold a bit of form this year. Oh, they're my little hope they do well side. Well, we've both got them going down, so they need to do something. Yeah, but you know what? I think they're going to go down, but I don't want them to. I'd like them to stay up. I, it, it was a bit of a back and forth. That's all it really was, wasn't it? But it wasn't a boring game, that, that's for it sure. It definitely it was, wasn't a boring game. Like One of those teams should have at least scored. They had plenty of chances. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it was I a chance on. The goalkeepers were good. The goalkeepers were real old good. mate's name for Brentford. The guy starts with M, and he's their winger. Oh. Mbueno. Yes. Brian Mbueno. He, he should have at least Kinder had, Mbueno. had a goal. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was an exciting game. Even though we thought it was going to be a dead rubber um, at 0-0, yep. it wasn't. It turned out to be exciting. They probably should have had a goal. Uh, and you, you, you can't write I this agree. one down as being as a boring nil nil because sometimes there's some nil nils no. when they are boring. But this oh, wasn't definitely. one of them. <clears throat> I agree. Jeez, um, I've got to clear my throat a lot tonight. What's going on? It might be COVID. Oh, look out! You've had the jab. Um, You're going to get it. I've had the jab. Next game up at Ellen Road, Leeds versus Raffers Boys Everton. This was another good game. Demery Gray was very good, wasn't he? Oh mate, stand out player. I thought he was. I thought he was he really was, good. I was very. Impressed. He was best on ground. His pace to get him behind, oh, and his cross. And hasn't he got a turn of pace? It's yes. a, it's just a bang go. And every single time he whipped balls in, man, they were dangerous. They mm. were in great positions, like Calvin oh. Lewin. Um, whip it have, good, as they say. <laughs> whip, whip it real good. good. Um, that penalty though, geez, talk to me about that because I know awful var var was awful. You were fuming at that. Awful. Wasn't a penalty, well, I don't it? think it should have been a penalty. It was It was like a... This is where VAR kills it, right? It fucking kills it. There's another VAR decision that I've seen in the West Ham-Leicester game that I'll talk about later that I really don't think should have been another one. But you know what? I don't even want to talk about it because it's so fucking annoying. You know what I mean? Well, you mean like when they it's slow like... it down so much that... That it like, looks worse than what it is. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, because in in full pace, that's not a penalty any day of the week. You know what I mean? He kind of threw himself to the ground, so I didn't think it was a penalty either. Oh, he chucked himself was down a, like a. There was a coming together, road. but he. I don't think he was going to get the ball anyway, and he's thrown himself down. No. And then they've given a penalty. And yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was a soft penalty, um, but very very exciting game. I thought both those teams uh, show that they are capable. To be probably yep. top, top eight bound, I know we. Yeah, I've had Everton in tenth, but I think Everton could be quite good uh, this year. They're looking. We've excited. seen some of that. Um, we've seen some of that like Leeds counter attack, that real Leeds esque football, where they're just throwing long ball, long ball, long ball. Yes, goal. mate. Yeah. Hasn't yeah, Rafinha yeah. got a left on him too? Rafinha with Does. he's got a good, good left with a bit of hook. Liverpool were interesting. Great goal him. towards the end. Don't know how much uh, truth there is to that, but apparently we were linked with him. But there's a little bit. There's a little bit of spice with the transfer market with Liverpool now, and I'll leave that till later. But there's a little bit of movement now, so things could happen. But he was one on our radar the for only, a while. He's a decent player. I, I really like. He him. is decent. The only thing that I sort of would be disappointed about as an Everton fan is I think they should have won it. Calvert Lewin fucked a couple of chances in that game. Yeah, he really blew a few that's, sitters. That's the thing with Leeds. And, though. And like, like we talked before, Leeds give you chances. They give you chances because they're so open. But you've got to put them away. You like, to United put them, put them away. You have to put That's them away. That's the difference, I suppose. Yeah, That's the right. difference, eh? Um, onto, the, onto the flogging, oh, to the pants, to the game that we... I just want to say yeah, one thing. So, Hit me. Manchester City, I, I want to see if you can agree with this. Manchester City, mm. Norwich City, 5-0. Okay, mm. onto the next one. So Brighton-Watford. Because <laughs> like, what, like, what is there to talk about? Like, we no, all knew that really. was going to happen. We all, yeah, we all it knew it was going to happen. It was a trouncing. Pep had him up. There's Amrick, old Dominic Laporte looked pretty good. One thing I noticed that I've never really noticed before, 
Bernardo Silva is a midget. Small bloke. He's like, he's a good bloke, decent player, actually great player, but he's little. He's really little. He reminds me of... He looks of, like a boy amongst men. He reminds me a lot of David Silva, like really tiny, but David Silva was 10 yeah. times better than Bernardo yeah. Silva. But he's, yeah. he's like David Silva. That's that same frame, you know what I mean? Tiny and, yeah. you know... There's not really the much ball. to talk about. It was... Everyone knew this was going to happen. It was, yeah, was going to be a belting. It was a trouncing. Pep had to do it. There's no else. There's nothing else about they, it. But here's the thing, man. Here's the thing with that game. They didn't do anything in that game that that changed my opinion of anything because five no, nil against Norwich, they should be doing that. So, I agree. Yeah. Poor old Norwich. Poor Norwich. That, that yellow. That yellow streaking down the fucking wing. Uh, let's. What about? Uh, the Brighton and Hove, still don't know what a Hove is, still haven't asked Vic. Brighton and Hove v Elton John's boys v Hold Me Closer, I'm Tired of Dancing v Benny and the Jets, Watford. They lost. 2 0 Brighton. What's your thoughts? The Duff Man had a header. Yeah. The big Duff. I tell you what, what I think is uh, Neil Morpay, decent yes. striker. Decent Isn't he player. ever, mate? Little Frenchman. Mm. Um, Watford had some horrid vision in that defence when Maupay scored that goal, didn't they? That was awful. Yeah, Awful they, defending, they sort of trying to fling the ball back down the field too soon. Now, pay boom, see you later in. Well, they were trying to play it out from the back. They got caught out, and he just—it was a quick pass to now, pay, and he just slotted it. It was—it was really bad from Watford. Yep. It was—it was like championship defending. Um, it was, and in the Premier League, you're going to get caught out from that. Brighton. So the, you know, there's only uh, four teams that have that have won. Uh, they got a hundred percent record now, and that's mm. uh, and Brighton's one of them. So you got to give Brighton that credit. good with it. You know. See you later, Ben White. Thanks for the 50 mil. Yeah, thanks, mate. He's gone to a team that are in the relegation zone. This next one, to me, was the most boring game of the round. This will hurt the feelings of our producer, El Skipper, Andrew, and our resident statsman, Kyle Howe. Tottenham v Wolves. <laughs> Tottenham won 1-0. The Dirty Pirate put one in again. Off a penalty. It was a definite penalty. There was a definite penalty. There is no way. Didn't the goalkeeper get up just complaining? Like, I didn't do nothing. He, he near ripped his face off. He near ripped his face off. Mate, it was a, he like literally ran straight into him. It was like he was trying to put a shoulder on. He was trying to put a Sonny yeah. Bill Williams shoulder on from 2004 oh. to play for the Bulldogs. Like, you know what Mate. I mean? It was the biggest shot I tell I've you, ever seen. It was. I tell you, if Traore did that, he would have killed him. Good <laughs> old... If if geez, Adama's hair is looking good at the moment, he had a good I'll tell you what's not he's... looking good. His fucking finishing's looking dreadful. Nah, Put well, it in Adama. Actually, that chance that Jimenez had, where he laid it off to him, he should have scored. He, he had a good El moment Mexicana. there. Yeah, he did. But look, he's, he's table, looking fit. He's looking strong. He's looking good with his blonde hair. He looks terrible with his feet. Mate, come on! You're too big, too fast, not to be scoring these goals. He set. He, he's dreadful. One thing I will say. Is that Hyung Min Song, the beautiful Korean, looks like he's got a lack of confidence for some reason at the moment. He's not finishing like he was last year. He's not putting that last touch on it. He's pulling up a lot. He's stopping play and he's stopping the flow of the game. So I, would I don't argue, know if it's just me. This is a controversial opinion, but you continue. I'll, I'll, I'll argue something after. No, no, you hit me because I'd love to know what you think about this. I'll just argue. I don't think he's ever been a great finisher, and I think um, Hyung Min. I think, and I'll argue tooth and nail about this. If you look at his goal scoring record, he's never been a great finisher. He scores great goals. Don't get me wrong. I'm not yeah. saying that like he's not capable, and he did it against Manchester City. But in terms of the amount of chances he gets, he gets in behind. He's not a great finisher. Now, he, he, his well, goal, I feel like he's, but he, and his goal scoring record, if you look at it, is is it, 
reflects that. Paul? It, he's not a... He just, he just, to me, looks like he's lacking confidence. And I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's missing his mate Harry up top, but he looks like there's a lack of confidence there when it comes to him. Even like if he's not going to shoot, he pulls up and stops play and he looks around too long. The old Hyungmin of, of old would just fling the ball. Fling the ball, get it in, fling the ball, get it in. Yeah. He, he looks like he's missing something, you know? Yeah, look, and you, you're right. But, I mean, like last year, like, he scored 17 goals, which is his best return, right, ever. He's never scored more than 17 ever in a season. Even out of the Prem? No. he's a, The season before that, he only scored 11. The season before that, he only scored 12. The season before that, he scored 12. So a fair, not, does he? He has a fair amount of assists, though, doesn't he? Surely. Well, no, two, four, one, seven, five. So, look, really, I'm not like I think there's a bit of a myth behind Son. I think that he's very quick and he gets him behind. It's because he's so of, smiley. He gets a you lot. You can't of, dislike him. He gets a lot of chances and he gets himself into great areas. But I'm not. I, I don't think he's a great finisher. And I and well, yeah, his stats. You bring up a great point. His stats reflect it. You know, he never has been. Um, but he's, I wonder what Kyle Howe's stats on him. But I'm be. not doubting that he's a skillful player because I'd take him in Liverpool in a heartbeat. But he's just—he's not a great goal scorer. But that—that's it. Good in the, he would look good in the black and white. No, I bet you'd take him. Absolutely. Oh mate, You'd be mad not to. On to the next one. One all draw. United Southampton. Southampton were pretty good. They were desperate, desperate in defence. And, and and the fucking point that we always say all the time, Bruno Fernandes throwing himself to the ground <laughs> looking for that fucking foul. It was never a foul. And he throws his arms up, having a little cry. Get up, you fucking lazy cunt, and get on with the game. You cost your team a goal. That is the reason yes, he why did. they scored. Because I'd be filthy at him. If I was if I was a United player, let's say I'm um, Pogba, Harry Maguire, one of those blokes... I am blowing up Deluxe at him for that. I'm saying, get off your fucking ass and defend, you weak prick. Yeah, I mean... I'd be furious at him. I would be furious too. I think the reaction is what makes me furious because, look, the foul, whatever. It could have been Very South American. I don't think it's a foul, but it could have been on an angle, whatever. No, but it was a clean tackle. If you watch it closely, that was a clean tackle. But it's the reaction. It's how he lays on the ground, he waits for it, and then when he doesn't get it, he jumps up. And instead of jumping up and trying to win the ball back, he jumps it up and throwing his arms up in the air and Crying, oh, where's, the, where's the foul? If he had just gone mm. up and just tried to win the ball back, that whole play may never have happened. So, yeah, look. that's what the that's what you look at like Messi, for example. And he can't compare the two, but Messi would just get up and get the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, he'd boy. get up, he'd be nipping at their feet like a little chihuahua having a go. I thought Pogba had a pretty good assist. Yeah, he did for Greeny. Pogba had a good game, actually. Pogba's been really good to start the season. Look, it United, was just that was one of the games that was a bit meh. Yeah, look, United had their chances to potentially win. Um, yep. But ultimately, they couldn't get across the line. And this is the type of games where this is what separates you. If you're going to win the league and you're not, you've got to be going to Southampton and winning. That's just how yep. it is. It's, it's, it's that clear cut. Um, if you want any potential of, of getting to May and being at the top yep. of that league... Those are the games you got to win. Um, and they haven't really... They've gone 27... This is crazy. So they've set... They've equaled a record with Arsenal, the invincible Arsenal, that won, yep. they've won 27... Well, they've gone unbeaten, sorry, in 27 away games, right? Now, it doesn't matter who you are. That's crazy. That's a, that's a very, very hard feat. Um, Fucking now, oath. To, to not lose in 27 games away from home is a yep. big deal. Yes, it is. There's a lot of things, though... And it didn't even happen when Fergie was there. 
No, but there's a lot of things in Man United that have worked in their favour a little bit. Now, granted, I'm not taking away because if it was so easy, every team would be doing it, right? However, yep. they've done it in a period where there's been no fans in stadiums. So they don't have that hostile environment and they don't have that hostile fans booing them and they're constantly in their face to make them yeah. to make them off the ball. So That's a fair point, but I my think... argument to that would be you still got to win. Exactly. You still got to not lose. You still got to not lose, you know and, and ultimately, all the other teams had no fans as well. So I get that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, they're they've they've been fortunate that they've gone on this run and they've had no fans in the stadium. So it's it's been a it's been a little bit easier for them to just be able to shut out the noise because there is no noise. So they just go out and do their business. Um, but yeah, look, do they? Does this make them any worse? No, I don't think no. so. It's just a game where no. Look, it's just one of those games where they scored and they, they couldn't put their chances away and, and ultimately Southampton hold on. So, you know, it's, it's a good draw for Southampton and they'll be frustrated in United, but, you know, tough shit. Be better. Um, the Blue Boys versus the Arsenal Holes. Um, clinical from Chelsea. Lukaku clinical. was great. Lukaku was great. Romelu adds a ton, doesn't he? Romelu yeah. adds a fucking ton. Uh, Reese James was way too open way too many times. Saka, too young, doesn't know what the hell's going on behind him. And the fullbacks aren't doing him any favours because they're real tight. Way too open out there on that right-hand side. Romelu with his first in the blue. He should have, He could have had two. There was a great save from Leno off a header. Um, the one thing I really like about Chelsea, and I noticed they were doing it more against Arsenal than they were in the first game. They have this sort of interchange between, or interplay between their wing backs and their sort of mids and high forwards, where they all just sort of swap positions constantly. It's very fucking confusing for the other team. Like, Alonso was standing at striker at some point, and I watched Havertz drop back to wing back, and I'm like, what, these blokes just never are out of, like, the the positions are constantly covered regardless of who's there. You know what I mean? They're really good. That's um, that's just tactics, man. So, for example, and that's two shell. Do you think that's two shell? That you reckon absolutely. that's because he's absolutely that's he's that's, proving himself to be a real, real Premier League style manager. This bike, he's doing well. But that's how you know all great managers um, get the best out of their place. So, for example, when the fullbacks bomb on, you need someone to be in behind to cover. So that's just being tactically sound and and the team and you know what buying into what their system is. And you watch them, and like yes, they're top six club. Top probably ten club in the definitely top ten club in the world, but the way the players are playing for Tuchel, and then the way the players are playing for Steve Bruce, is polar opposites. Polar. Yeah, but that's a that's an unfair comparison. I know. Yeah, but is it though? Because I know I can still handle losing, right? But I can't handle losing when there's no effort. I've discussed about this before. I've discussed it many times. I would lo- if we lose, we lose fair enough. But if you lose having a crack, it doesn't matter. It's a loss. We can move on. When you lose and there's no effort, that's where I draw the line. Yeah, but Chelsea show great effort, and I know they're better players. They're obviously better players. They're on more money. They're at a bigger club, but they're playing for two shell. It's polar opposites at the moment between Newcastle and Chelsea. Polar opposites. Yeah, but mm, it's kind of an unfair. Like I think it's an unfair statement because okay, did Arsenal? Who's it like- unfair against? No, but hold on. Did Arsenal show effort? No. They were terrible. Exactly. So it's... It, when you're losing, you're not showing effort. When you're winning, you're playing for your manager. So I think it's sometimes... No, it's... it's like, I don't... There's... But you when you lose, for example, right? Let's... 
we look at Norwich versus City and they got flogged. Norwich got flogged. Mm. I don't think they didn't have no effort. I think they tried their best against a fucking world-class side. Yeah. I don't think Newcastle had no effort. Oh, I do. Watch them. But that, really that's what I mean. You're, you're coming from a place of you support that team. So you invested severe in when, when severe they, when, disappointment. When you, yeah, when you watch your team and they don't play <laughs> well, you, you're going to be more disheartened than... I not. sulk, don't I? I They're really not. sulk. I'm, no, mate. I must be hard to live with. No, mate, well, trust me. When Liverpool lose, you don't want to talk to me. I'm, I'm just the same. But that's being a football fan. Um, I thought, you know what? I'd hate to be in a room with Vic uh, if Liverpool lost to United. Uh, mate, I lived with it my whole life. I've since oh, tough. Be... Actually, you know what? I'd love it. But I wouldn't say anything because I think he'd hurt me. So I'd just look at him. <laughs> I'd side-eye him and go, what are you going to do to me, Victor? I can see it coming. It's, um, it's not a fun time. But, yeah, look. I, I, I don't think it's all doom and gloom for Newcastle. I just think that um, Steve Bruce, you know, he's just he's, he's not setting up his team to win. So it's the the players are doing the best they can in the system that he's he's trying to play. So he's saying play this way, and they're just following his instructions, and it's not it's not it's not working. That's the problem. No, it's not working. It's not so much. Whereas Chelsea, Tuchel is identified. Okay, these are the players I've got. This is the system I want to play, and he's getting and let the, me get the best out of them. He's getting the best out of them. That's correct. So it's different. That's why, you know. No, you're right. But I'm yeah. just salty. I'm so salty. I tell you what. On to the last one. Yes, Jackie this... Boys Hammers. Well, Kyle Howe, mate. Kyle Howe said in a, in a little message to me today, or to all of us, my West Ham mate is coming in his pants right now. Well, mate, that's top. And of the you table. know what? The top of the table. Top of the table. Do you know what I? When I look at Mikhail Antonio. Right, muscles, Antonio. Yes, there's a little bit of Lukaku about him, just a little bit. It's funny, it's funny he's, you said this because I have to. He, I will have to reference Jack here, and if he's listening and tuning when, in, he's going to like it because he had his back to the defender. Yes, holding him off with that left arm like yes. Lukaku does. Quick turn, ping off the right goal. I think that was a great goal. goal. When I saw that, became was... the highest ever scorer. So he was tied at the end of last game. Now he's the highest ever. Picked up a cardboard cut out of himself and shook it to the crowd. I what know, a how, fucking legend. How, and apparently he practiced it before the game too because he was like... Oh, good on him. Because he um, knew he was going to score. Yeah, just touching on Antonio and, and, and I'm going to reference what Jack said because obviously he's more of a Hammers fan than, than any of us. Um, I wonder if and he's he said, a, how many Hammers do you reckon he has in his shed? How many hammers does he have? <laughs> if I was a West Ham fan, if I was a Hammers fan, I'd have every different hammer you could ever buy. I don't know. But, um, and I'd name them. Pablo. Mikhail. Yeah, Decanio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, getting <laughs> back to Antonio. When he first signed, he was, like I said to you before, and he, this is what Jack was saying, that he's very, at the start, he was very clumsy. He was unfit. Mm. Um, was he that muscular? Yes, he's always been that muscular. But, it, but just being a striker, he was a little bit, he didn't really know how to play that role. He was kind of just yeah, figuring just out. But he was scoring some goals, you know, here and there. But now that he's he's been playing for a long period of time as a striker, he's getting better. He's getting more confidence. He's he's scoring more goals. He's actually becoming a more complete striker. And I, I, he looked pretty fucking complete against Leicester, I've even got, though they were one yeah, down. I've got to agree. Complete. I've got to agree with Jack because right now, you know, he's well, he's top goal scorer of the league. Um, yep. West Ham are top. They've scored the most goals. Yep. They've they've scored eight goals in two games. Um, they've put the most bubbles out on the pitch out of anyone. The most, they've put the most bubbles out. You know what I mean? So it's right now, you, as a Hammers fan, you'd have to be over the moon. Um, Do you know but, what I was looking at it, right? I watched that game today. Right said Fred, a.k.a. said Ben Rama, a.k.a. Saeed Ben Rama. He adds a lot to that team. 
when yes. he's on. Yes. He he was really. I think he played on the wing today. I don't think he played the ten. He was quite wide for the majority of the game. So he flung a few into Pablo. Pablo scored a pretty good goal. Yes. Yeah, so and what, then yeah, continue. Go on, go on, because I want to talk about the red card. I was just, yeah, I'll, I'll touch on that too. But I was just going to say, I think he starts out on the left. But from what I could figure out um, when I was watching that game this morning, is that Fornells and Ben Rama sort of have like an open license to switch and to move. Mm. So Fornells floats from the middle to the left. And Ben Rama does the same. He floats from the left inside. And they kind of yeah, switch. So, and it's very hard to pick up and they're very hard to track because they're constantly moving, constantly switching. So I think they've got that yeah. license. I think Moyes gives them that license to move around. Big Moisey. Yeah. Moisey's a hero. I tell you what, he's, he's a West Ham hero. his career because before he went to West Ham, he was, yeah, everyone looked, thought he was finished, you know? And he's, he's done well. He's done Hammers. really well with that team. Really well. You know, I, I want to quickly touch on the red. When I saw it live, I thought, nah, it's just a tackle, move on. Then they show it on the VAR, and I still think, it's just a tackle, move on. And then you see him step on his ankle, and you go, well, he's not looking at him, he's stumbling. It's just an accident. And then VAR turns around and goes red. And I thought, fuck off. But what? Surely you don't think that's a red. He, I, there is no... Ayozi Perez didn't even have control of his body. I think that's the most clear-cut red card I've seen. Really? Yeah, because there's one because, thing. You, but you've got, there's one thing you got to know. Was there malice yeah. involved? Doesn't matter. It, it didn't look like he did it on purpose. Ma- malice does not matter. So in football, and this would be hard coming from a rugby league player, but in yeah. football, if you do any challenge, regardless if it's malice or not, if you do any challenge with your studs, what up if you don't mean it? And you smash their leg, which he did. He studs yeah, he up into his, his into his leg. That is a full blown red card. That is a red okay. Cut. Fair enough. Every single day. Because to me, it just looked like he had. Great. He had no control over his body. He you was stumbling right. off another another tackle. Yep. His head wasn't... He didn't look at where he was going, and he just yep. put his foot down because he was going for the ball. Yeah, look, and you're right, and I, I don't doubt that, and I think that has some... That is correct. He, I don't think he mean to do it, but when you have your studs up and you smash someone's leg like that, that's so dangerous. That's so potential to break someone's leg. So that's leg. straight red. That's a okay, straight red. Okay, fair enough. Because you got to remember, no, man, they, they were... They wear steel studs, man. That's no, there's no plastic studs on. Yeah, no. Yeah they, wear, yeah, they wear. So, no, well, not, that's fair enough. Yeah. I just thought, yeah, just coming from my experience with it, I didn't think it was red. But if that's going to be red every day of the week, then so be it. Move on. I'll accept it. Yeah, I it suppose. is red. It's red every day. Like, a, but you are right. He, he. I don't think there was malice. It's not like he was well, fucking fuck I, you. Can't. I just don't think. You know what I, mean? I don't think he couldn't have done anything else. That's what I'm trying to say. Gonna, I don't think he I think could he have. He was genuinely going he, for the ball, but he's, yeah. he's, he's got. He's, and it was just unlucky. Yeah, he's he's pushed himself forward and he's had his studs up. So it's, yeah, it's just what it poor is. old. It was amazing. Pablo kept playing, to be honest, because he he got fucked up. So I mean, I thought when I saw that, I was um, like, "Ooh, that potentially be nasty." But I'll there's only on one little quick. thing. One little thing. Yeah, you go because there was something that Leicester did by the big Turk. The big Turkish delight that th- I thought you dumb oh, fuck. His, well, for that mistake to the goal, the fucking big Turk. Mate, but, what a joke. I mean, look, everyone's entitled to a mistake. but, but He does that they, shit all the time. The minute they got that red card, I know sometimes when you play against 10, so there's a weird sort of thing in football sometimes, Carl. When you go a man down, in a funny old way, teams can actually be harder to score against. I know that sounds crazy, but when they go a man down... That's when they start to they defend more and they drop back even more because they have they've only got ten men they haven't got eleven. However, yeah, if you're ever going to play against a team that gets a red card, make sure it's a Brendan Rodgers team because that cunt has <laughs> no ability to defend. He is useless. He kept going. He, tried, he kept trying to score goals, man. 
He pushed people forward. I know yeah. that. That's why Tillman scored because he threw everyone forward. Yeah. And then it was just a fucking shit show at the, at the other yeah. end. An absolute fucking shit show. Yeah, I'll tell you um, this, though. I, even though they got a red card, I'm not. I, I think Leicester started poorly this year. I think they were lucky against Wolves yeah, last week. And they've been yeah. shown up against West Ham. Yeah, fair call. Let's, um, let's do some predictions for match day three. Oh, mate. We'll it's start a, it's off a, it's with a very uh, exciting match day, I'll tell you that. First game of uh, the round, Man City versus Arsenal. Oh, I don't think the Arsenals have a chance. I don't think they're going to score a goal. And this may be the game. Although it's against City, I don't think anyone will expect them to win. This may be the game that pushes the board over the edge. And they say, see you later, Mikel Arteta. So I'm... I don't think he'll get sacked if they lose to City. Because I don't think that anyone expects them to beat City. I think where he gets sacked is if they play Norwich, because they play Norwich the following week. Mm, at home um, too. Sorry, not the following week. It's two weeks because they got that gay international break. But Oh, you they don't play, like the international break. You hate it. I hate international friendlies. I hate pointless games. I cannot stand pointless games. They're, like If you're playing they're, a friendly... call them injury friendlies. It, it, it's like, what is the point? I, I don't understand it. It drives me insane. I can't talk about it. I have to move on. Cool. Um, <laughs> not... Norwich v Arsenal at the Emirates. If they lose that game, so if they lose four mm. out of their first four, I think that'll be the nail on the coffin. But what I if they draw? Uh, look, they well. I think a, I think a draw. I think a draw at home at the Emirates versus Norwich is as bad as a loss. Yeah, I do too. I think they have to win. If they don't win it, he's gone. So I, I don't think this game gets rid of him because nobody's really going to expect it. But you know, you got to you got to. Reckon City are going to put on a masterclass. Yeah, I do. Because Arsenal are shit, mate. They're so, so shit. I, I think it's City are so going to blitz them. I reckon they're going to come out of the blocks. I can see a high score. I can see a 3-0, almost 4 Oh, mate. I reckon, be, I reckon it'll be 4. Yeah. yeah. Because City are good at going forward. That's their, always their strength. They're always very good at going forward. And they don't have to worry about anything behind them because Arsenal got nothing going forward. They don't. So, they pass. You know, Lacazette and Aubameyang are still out. So they're playing these... Obama ain't played. He played off the bench. Oh, did he? Sorry. Okay, so he... Yeah, he did. He was shit house. Yeah, man. I can't see anything else except for a City win. And I don't think it's even going to be worth mentioning much more than that because... No, I agree. Because Arsenal are so useless. Like, usually when you do predictions, you try to find... uh, Something. something Anything. Something good from the other team. You think, okay, well, yeah. Look, for the next one. Newcastle for Santana. Well, yeah, Newcastle haven't had a great start to the season, but they'll be back at home. And, you know, uh, you know, Southampton, they, they could they could win that game. But with Arsenal, there's nothing to get excited about. Nothing. No, there's not. The, the Arsenal holes are fucked. You yeah, know, fucked. when I think... Speaking of the next game, right? This is a game that has a real chance for us to win. Because the pace of Maxi could really disrupt the back... Of the, or the Southampton defenders, you know what I mean? Especially with Vestergaard gone. Yeah. I reckon, and this is just me being hopeful, because if I'm not hopeful, what am I? I think we're going to win this one. We're not going to We're not going to shut them out. We're going to probably win it 2-1. Okay, um, so you're thinking a tight one, yeah? I'm thinking a tight one. I think it'll be a hard-fought game, because we fucking need a win. And I think this could be the one that does it for us. Look, I hope you're right. Um, I don't think Southampton are setting the world alight. They lost their opener. Got a draw at home against United. Um, thing is, though, they've got good strikers. So if they get in a position where... They do. Your defence... Newcastle's your old boy. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, look. I don't know. It's a, it's a hard one for me. I actually can see a draw. 
You see a draw. Yeah. You um, know, that's a fair call too. But I think Newcastle are going to win this one. I I'll go one one. And then old Redhead will be, Red Face will be fucking smiling again and it'll be. It'll, it'll just give him an extra couple of weeks, won't it? Like, he keeps, <sighs> whenever he, the chips are down, he'll get a fucking result. And then he stays and then he gets another result. And then he, and then he shit for a while. Do you know why? Then, then because he, he changes result. the way he plays when the chips are down. It's like he plays with no fear. Like, oh, I'm not going to get, I'm, I'm going to get sacked. I better fucking do something. And then when he's, when it's comfortable, he goes back to his boring old self. It's fucked. I can't understand why he plays five at the back. I, I really don't. No. I never understand it. Not it, but yeah, it's, it's so infuriating. Uh, Brighton and Hove v. Rafa's Everton. This one, to me... Interesting game, this one. Is a hard one. It is. This is a hard one for me. I can't really... Especially the way Brighton played. They were, they were okay. Everton were pretty good. If Everton finish well, they're going to win this one. And I mean finish like with Calvert-Lewin. I think... I'm going to say Everton. Everton are winning this one and they're going to win it 3-1. Ooh, I don't think Everton have got three goals on them away at Brighton. Um, I will oh, say, I think Brighton started very well. They've looked, and, and they have, have, haven't they ever? Yeah, I think they've got. I think they've got the the ability to to cause an upset here. I think that Brighton uh, may get a result. I think Brighton might win. I think Brighton will win two one because. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I think can. they've won games like this. Last year, I think Graham Potter really sets Brighton up in a way. That Harry's uncle. For them. Yes, Harry's uncle. Um, he's for Hufflepuff. Um, but yeah, he, I think he just sets them up in a way that suits them. Like we were talking about before, with the system and how to get the best out of your players. I think mm-hmm. he just sets, mm-hmm. he's got his team playing in an exciting way that suits them. And I think they can have the potential to beat Everton. And Everton yeah. always a banana fucking peel from doing something stupid and having a shit result. But um, so I'll go with Brighton. I think at home that they could do it. The Hammers, hammers v. The palace. palace. Don't be throwing the Hammers around in the Glass Palace. You'll break everything. Now, uh, this definitely I... won't be a Malice at the Palace because I think <laughs> no. the Palace will get destroyed. Yes, so do I. I think Palace are going to get fucking pumped. Yeah. The Hammers are in good touch. Big Mikhail, big muscles, Antonio. He might be picking up more cardboard cutouts. I'm going to call this one a three-zip. Three zip. Win to the Hammers. Three zip to the Hammers. Jack will be cheering. Kyle Howes, mate, I don't know who it was, but he will be fucking coming in his pants again. Uh, Mikhail Antonio to score another two. That's my bold call for this game. You know what I reckon with the West Ham? just want to touch on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think that they'll have a really good start to the year. I think they could even go five games. If you look at their fixtures... They yeah, could even go the first. Good run. Yeah, they could they even got go a great the, run. They could even go the first five unbeaten. But what I would say is, when Europa League starts, that's when you're really going to see the true test. The West that's League. what I thought was going to. That's what I think too. Because their squad is not big enough to compete in both competitions. And if they're going from, if they're playing Thursday night, and then they come play Sunday, and then they play Thursday night, then they come play Sunday, that's going to catch up. Playing the FA Cup. That's going to catch up. Carabao. Yes, and I don't know. If they handle it, then credit to them. But that's when the full test is going to come. So I think West Ham yeah. will start very bright this year, and they'll they'll come out and you'll think, fuck, they're, they're in the top four, they're first, they're second, whatever. But when yep. the Europa League starts, that's when you're really going to see if they can handle it. And if they do, then awesome. But I've got a sneaky suspicion that they won't, because I don't think that their squad is capable to handle... Too much depth. Both 
I don't think I don't think it's good enough to to be on both fronts. So I think that they're back in the Europa League call. and they'll want to make a splash. They'll want to make an impression because they haven't been in the Europa League for a few years. Um, yep. And obviously, if you win it, you go in the Champions League. So that's massive incentive. Isn't it big? Um, Isn't that big? So, yeah. I Off think to the champo. If they put all their um, eggs in that basket, then their Premier League form might, might suffer. On to the Battle of the Cities, the Canaries versus the Foxes. I think poor old Norwich are going to cop, cop another loss. I think Red Bull Vardy is going to be on. He's going to have three Red Bulls. He's going to score one. He's going to have a pretty good game. I reckon Leicester are going to win. I don't think Norwich are going to score again either. I think they're going to go three games in a row with no goals. And I'm going to go Leicester 2-zip. I'll go Norwich 1-0. Oh, yeah. Will ya? Yep. You dirty little rascal. What well, do you reckon? Talk to me. Well, wasn't I wasn't expecting that. I just think that Norwich... Um, I think they're, they're due a good performance. That team's a good team. They're a good team. They've been, they are you've got to remember... They are a good team. You, any team that has a, their first two opening fucking fixtures back in the Premiership against Liverpool and then Manchester City, good yeah, fucking the two, luck. Top two. Good fucking luck. <laughs> all right? That's pretty unfair. Eh? Exactly. How did they get that draw? Who it's, gave them that fucking draw? So, you know, I think it's a little unfair. I think they're a good side. And Leicester, like I said before in our recap of the, the round prior, they don't excite me. They, they scored... Um, they won against Wolves, but it was only 1-0, and they didn't look that great. And then fucking this morning, they get trouched, albeit with a red card, but they did not look good. And I think away from home, if Norwich turn up, first 20 minutes, get a goal, man, yep. they'll they'll be on. I can just see Norwich doing something, and I, I'll pick them to win. Nice. On to uh, Villa versus the Bumblebees. I think... This is a tricky game. This is tricky. Mm. This one, to me, has draw written all over it. Yeah, I can agree there. This one, to me, has a one-all draw written all over it. Well, neither team's jumping out of me, are they? You know what I mean? No. Brentford, to me, look pretty good. They just lack that little bit of polish. Villa were good against Newcastle, but who wouldn't have been last week? Um... Yeah, this, this just has a one-all draw written all over it to me. It's not going to be a stinker. It's just going to be just a battle of the middle. That's what I think it's going to be. I think Yeah, look, I think you're, you're bang on there. I can't pick a winner out of that. I think it'll be a draw, maybe 2-2. They've both got goals in them. Uh, Brentford coming off a nil-nil, so they're probably going to be a bit more adventurous. Yeah, uh, I think so like, too. But like you said, they're quite, they're quite even. Uh, I'll go a draw. The next game is. I don't want to touch it yet. I want to go. I want to leave that one for the end. Leave it for the end because there is some fucking spice in that little bastard. I got a lot to talk about with that. You can't talk about that and then lead into Burnley Leeds for God's sake. We've got to leave that spicy little red v blue till the end. Uh, Burnley Leeds, Sean Dyche's boys versus Bielsa's boys. Leeds coming off a lost draw. Dyche, two globes. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to say Leeds are due. Leeds are due one. Leeds weren't poor versus Everton by any means, but they're due. They're due a win. I've got Leeds taking this one 2-0. I'll go Leeds as well, but I think Burnley will score um, because I think anyone against Leeds got a chance to score um, because they're so fucking fucking true. They're so fucking open, man. they really are. It's like a but, hooker's legs. Yes, mate. So open, so available. 50 cents. Take me. 
Um, they take credit card now, just swipe it down the middle. Just straight down the slot. Um, yuck, yuck, yeah. Jesus Christ, you have to wash that card. <laughs> oh, oh, it's like fuck. that tampon at Grovely all over again. Oh, mate, it flung like a... Like a just a splat thing. on the wall. To... <laughs> well, um, but anyway, it was wild. Leeds. Leeds, I reckon Leeds will win 2-1. I think they're better than Burnley, but I think Burnley will nick a goal. And Burnley will Good go... Call. They'll be in their, you know, lost their first three games, but they lost their first three games last year and survived, so might be surprised. But I've got them going down this year, so I think, I think I they're going to keep losing. Uh, the Rooster Birds, the Golden Cocks, the Dirty Pirates team versus Elton John's boys. So just Tottenham to, are going to win this. Just to pick on, and I want to talk to our El producer Reno. Oh, Andrew Stewart. Please chime in, Andrew, if you're there. If you're here and you're listening and you want to have a chime in on the old Rooster Birds, please do. I don't think he's there. He's not listening. He might. Oh, he's, he's probably fucked off. He's off with the fairies. He's like, no, nah, you know what? Produce your own fucking show tonight. I'm over it. Do you know what? He's probably having a shower. You know what? He, he may even be having a, a shit. He's a busy man. He he needs to stay. I like to think he's having a toozy. Well, he's probably having a toozy. Well, fuck him. I don't want his opinion anyway. He doesn't deserve to have one. Yeah. I've got the dirty pirates winning this one. The Deli Alley and his mates are going to beat. Elton John's boys, and well, they're going to beat him one nil again. My question was going to be: Does he support Spurs? I thought he supported United. Mm-mm. His brother supports United. He's uh, a mad United supporter. Uh, I'm getting confused. Jonathan lives in I'm Manchester. Sorry. I'm here. I'm sorry. I was editing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, yeah, well, I'm, well. You can yeah, tell I, the truth. I, you were doing a twosie. He was, in, he was in the background doing doing the effects and the editing. Well, you can tell the story now because I was going to tell your life story. So by all means, you go. Uh, it gets confusing because when I'm editing, I hear your voices on the re- on the recorded one, and then I hear your voices now. <laughs> uh, um, that old yeah. So um, yeah, my brother's a massive United fan. Huge. I thought Lives you were the United fan. I grew yeah. up. Um, you know, around you know, my dad has been a Spurs fan since like the sixties. Uh, was it nineteen sixty four or something? You told me something like that. Yeah. So when it came yeah, time yeah. to choose a team, I was I just I, I chose Spurs. Oh, um, okay. So you're with Dilly Alley and the Dirty Pirates. Yes. Oh, okay. So uh, what was the question again? Sorry. What do you think Tottenham are going to do v Watford? How do you feel they're going to play? The Dirty Pirate might put another one. I've got him winning 1-0 versus Watford. I've got Elton John sobbing. I've got your dad, you, and Kyle Howe clapping, but it's not going to be a good game. It's going to be a stinker. I think, um, yeah, I think it'll be like one, a 1-0. Yeah. And it'll be it'll be Deli Alley or... Um... The Dirty Pirate again. Yeah. Well, yeah. Harry, I mean, they... I, Harry I'm Kane not, not playing. Yeah, I mean, what, I mean, what's going on there? Nobody knows. I still don't know. I I don't yeah. even know if City are interested. I, I have no idea. I, I, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. This is the weirdest transfer. I just want to talk about this a little bit because we're on Tottenham, so we can't. It's the weirdest transfer I've ever come across that's ever gone for this length of time. It's so odd because like you haven't seen an official bid. Now, there was talks of like, oh, yeah, there was a £100 million bid, but there's been no fucking official bid. And now all of a sudden he's just disappeared, hasn't turned off for training because he wants to force a move, but nothing's happening. 
Like he's making a cunt of himself. This is not what the England captain should be doing. You know what's going to happen. He's going to. This is going to run out. The transfer window is going to shut, and he's going to have to stay at Tottenham, and then he's going to look like a fucking fool. No, do you know what he'll do? I've had a hamstring injury for the past three months. That's what's going to happen. That's what. Everybody knows that's bullshit. So I tore the hammy off the bone. (laughs) If you tore the hammy off the bone, you shouldn't be fucking walking. I tore uh, the hammy off the bone. <laughs> Fuck I don't think Harry. Harry Kane has the biggest lisp. He's not posh. He thought like no. this. I'm Harry Kane. I thought like this. Yeah, How's he this. England captain? How's he captain over Hendo? Well, when they, they the captaincy got changed, I was I was unhappy with that because I think Henderson is a far better captain than Harry Kane. You know Jeez, what Vic, would, Vic would have been furious. Well, there's a there's an old saying, and I know there's been a lot of great strikers that have been captains, but for me and for a lot of purists out there like my dad, a captain cannot be the striker. Because when I you're a captain, you've got to lead from the back because you can see the entire game. You can't lead from the front because you, you, you're you just at the front. You're not defending, you know what I mean? It's, it's similar in cricket. Where it's usually like, a centre-back or a centre-midfielder because they control the game. They can see everything. Captains should not be bowlers, and I agree with you. Captains should not be strikers. To be a striker, you have to be selfish, and captains can't be selfish. That's right. You have to be selfless. You have to be very selfless, like Hendo, like Virgil. No, great. Like there's bloody... Been, there's been captains out there that have been strikers, but I just don't agree with it. I think mm. that it should always be well, I'm a on I'm with you here. I'm, I'm completely on your side when it comes or, or even a goalkeeper. Like you know? I, I like a goalkeeper captain. To me, there's something there's something nice about a goalkeeper captain. Iker Casillas comes to mind. Like Lovely little best, goalkeeper some captain. Some of the best captains like ever that's ever lived are not strikers. Let's put it that way. Yeah, true. You know, true. Roy Keane, great captain. I hate Man United, but Roy Keane, fuck me, was he a great captain? And he was a great. He was feisty. He was feisty, wasn't he? He was an animal man. He he embodied everything it was to be a captain. He fought for his whole team. If anybody got a nudge, like. If, if the other team got into his play-up, man, he was there. He wanted to kill him. Didn't he, he want to awesome. kill Patrick Vieira? He did. He, fucking he hated Patrick Vieira. And Vieira hated him. It was a great rivalry. Great captain. That's a captain. Not fucking uh, Kane. Mr. Lisp. On... Well, did you did you give me a prediction, Tommy? What do you think? Tottenham are going to win? I think Tottenham will win. I think Watford are just average. And if, even though Tottenham are uh, well-known for fucking, you know, throwing throwing games away and losing games that they should that they should win uh, I don't think they'll stumble on this one I think they'll win they'll, yeah, be, I reckon they'll, they'll be a smile on uh, there'll be a smile in two of the Stewart family's household and there'll be a smile on Cole House face they're going to win um, Wolves v United this one's a funny one I, Wolves to me have been really poor for the, to start the season they have been United I think United will win this and Tried I think life. United will win this convincingly. I don't really have too much to say about it because I don't think you can really argue that point. I'll be this is this game, if the Wolves win this game, I'll be so fucking surprised. So my head says Man United and my head says Man United probably about three one. Uh, yeah, I'm, a, but, I'm with you. I'm but with my you. gut says my gut feeling says I can never tip them because I hate them. So That's I'll, a fair call. So <laughs> my gut's saying, God I hope Wolves win. But no, um <laughs> But not just yeah. Looking at it, I can't see Man United losing it. I think Greenwood, if Sancho starts, um, and you know Bruno Fernandes, uh, Pogba really good. I hate Bruno. I hate him too. I think he's so overrated for me. But anyway, um, Pogba playing. He's got four assists already. He's had a great start. Uh, oh, sorry, he's got five assists now because he had four assists in the opening game. He had an assist. Yes, he did. 
yeah, sister last weekend just gone. Uh, I think he's having a really good start to the year. Uh, and I just think Man United going forward have got yeah. too much. Although I thought they would win against Southampton 4-0, um, I don't think Wolves are good enough just yet. I think they're still feeling out their start of the year. they still got their new manager. Still trying to fill things out and the direction they want to go. And I think Man United will pounce on it and they'll probably punish them. Agreed. On to the spiciest little game All of the right. round. The so, real... We've got about... About half an hour to fucking explain this because oh. there's a lot in this, I reckon. Oh, the real lip licker, the real oh gee, she's up, she's she's a good looking little game. This one, isn't she? Oh yeah. Fuck what me. do you think? This this is the battle of the minds. This is a battle of the German brains. Teeth Klopp coming up against under a little bit sullen, a little bit quiet to shell. This to me has Belter written all over it. It's a very, very interesting game. It's a contrast of styles, very different types of styles. It's going to be a tactically... Mm. Whoever's got the best tactics this game's going to win. Mm. It's uh, Look, it's it's very going to be a very interesting game. It's it's shaping up already as the third game in the season to be a title a title contender game. Yeah, because, I think so. I think because so. if, you, if, if either team win this, so if Chelsea come to Anfield and they win, the confidence they're going to get from that is probably going to push them to... You know, ten to fifteen games of being unstoppable, yep. and yep. same for Liverpool. If Liverpool win this game; they're going to get the confidence to push on and and, and say, "Look, we're back, and we're gonna yep. we're gonna make a run for this title." One thing I will say though is this: I think a loss hurts Chelsea more than it hurts Liverpool. And what I mean, I don't by think that, so. I completely disagree on this. I'll, I'll on that, explain on that statement. I will explain what I mean. So this Liverpool side, um, winning the Premiership before with the same team their mentality of what it takes to win a league they can if they lose a game they can flip that mentality back on and they can win the next one and they can get back on a roll whereas Chelsea if they come to Liverpool which is a title uh, another title contender they're going for the title and they're thinking fuck you know we're playing against Liverpool at Anfield if we lose this maybe we're not ready enough to win the premiership maybe we're not as good as we think we are you know what I mean so that confidence might hit them a little bit more whereas the confidence that we have if we lose the game, I don't think it hits us. It says, all right, we didn't win the game, but we still believe that we can win this premiership. We've done it before. Oh, and, oh, and they can I... take that run. Whereas Chelsea, have they have to prove. Because they haven't won the league in a couple of years. Tuchel hasn't won the league. They've made all these signings. This team mm. hasn't won anything except for the, the Champions League. They haven't won the Premier League. So if they lose at Anfield, then the doubts creep in. Well, are we good enough? Can we do it? Can we go to the Etihad? Can we go to Old Trafford? Can we get results there? Like, we didn't get one here. So I just think it's that mental game that maybe Chelsea might not think that they're good enough if they lose. Um, I have Liverpool a... have lost games before and then come back and, and still have fantastic seasons. I, I have a differing opinion on this. And my differing opinion on it is, Chelsea, I think Liverpool are the favourites to win this game. As you should be, it's at Anfield. Chelsea are a great team, and if there Chelsea must be lose, slide. To you, I don't think there'd be much in it. No, this is my opinion. I don't even think that. I don't know what they are on paper. I haven't checked what they are in the betting agencies. I just think Liverpool are favourites to win this. It's at Anfield. You've got your whole squad back together. It's ready to rip. Chelsea are going to come into a hostile environment. They're going to play good. They're going to play fast. They're going to play a shit ton through the middle. But if they lose, they can go. You know what? We lost to a Titan. If you lose to Chelsea at home. Now, I know your whole team last year was decimated and it was ripped to shreds. 
But if you lose to Chelsea at home, I think subconsciously there'll be a little bit of, oh no, here we go again. We're going to go on a run of losses at home. I think it will hurt you more than it's going to hurt Chelsea. I disagree. Now, if it was... But you can that's, you know, and you know them a shit ton more than I do. But I, And you know what? The players that are back are a lot more mentally strong, I think, than one of the ones that were there last year. But I think there's going to be some scars. There's a little bit of scarring still there from what happened last year even though he's fought back like crazy, which was fantastic at the end of the season. But there's going to be some scarring. So I think if you lose to Chelsea at home and you lose convincingly, it's going to be quite hurtful to your campaign. Potentially. And I can see where you're coming from. Uh, I just think But on the flip side of that... Yeah. Yeah, but on the flip side, I think Liverpool are going to win this game 2-1. Um, look, I'll... I'll, I'll... I'll have a prediction and then I'll talk about the styles and stuff like that. So my prediction is I think that we'll win and I think that we'll win 2-0. We agree. Nice. Nice. I think that we'll... It's either going to be Mo or or Mane that will get the goals or maybe even Jota and I think that we'll keep them goalless. See, goalless is a big deal. That's going to be a big deal. If you keep them goalless, fuck what a confidence booster that is. Because they've got Romelu, Timo, Kai, Mason, Conte. Jesus Christ, they got some fucking strike. Yeah, that's a bold call because I think they're very capable of scoring. Um, But I'm just, I'm going with my gut here and I think that we could pull out a result and beat them 2-0. If you're going to watch any game, any game of the round, this is the one to watch. I'm absolutely, you. absolutely. It's it. Watch the whole fucking thing. It's going to be a so belter. Much, it has so much ramifications for potential like further on the year. Now, look, you do I'm not. I'm going to watch the, it at work. You do not win the league in the third game of the season. You don't. Absolutely so, not. No, but you can set yourself up. You can set yourself up, and it's more about the confidence you get from it, beating a title rival and and, and beating them if you beat them convincingly. That confidence you can get. Um, yeah. But I don't think it's a, It's not as pivotal as oh, if you lose this, we can't win the title. I don't think that means it, it's not there yet. Um, but what's really, really exciting about this game is my god, the styles. This it's shaping up because they play three five two, we play four three three. How it's going to shape yes. up and, how, and who's going to be on top and and how the the players are going to get the best of of their of their formation. My god, it's going to be it's going to be. Very what will interesting. be interesting will be to see if Mo and Sadio can get behind Reese James and Marcus Alonso and they can get behind them consistently, that'll be really interesting to see because they have a great habit of pushing so... Like, they'll push really high but they can get back really deep really quickly. Yeah. Mo with his turn of pace and old saddlebags, Eddie Griffin, they are quick. They're fucking whippets. So they're, they're hard to not let them get behind, you know what I mean? That's it's right. going to be a great That's game to watch. It's going to be a belter of a game to watch. I tell you how you beat Chelsea... Um, and I'm sure Klopp will do his Go homework. On. Jump on FIFA and use PSG. <laughs> so when James and Alonso are pushing on, so when Chelsea have the ball and they're pushing forward, when they push on, when Liverpool get that ball, they have to play long. They have to play long. Because if their fullbacks are super high and they, yep. and they leave their three centre-backs isolated and you've got Mane, Salah and Jota up there, the minute you get the ball, you've got to play long. Because if you try to build up slow again, their wingbacks will get back and then they'll go back into that 5-3-2 and potentially have seven yep. defenders, essentially, right? So when they get that ball, it's going to have to be long balls. That long ball you saw from Van Dyke last week over to Harvey Elliott, you're going to see long diagonals. I'm telling you, you're going to see a lot of... Do you reckon Big Two, you reckon Big two should be ready for it? 
he will be because he knows how we play. Um, but alternatively, we know we know how they play, and so it's going to be yes. interesting. Um, we've got better centre backs to cope with them last time. So last time, yeah, you do. We were a you shell do. of a team, and we were nowhere near as good as we are. But then alternatively, you were a shell of a man. I remember last year you were you were distraught after the. <laughs> Three well, half that season, well, I mean, you were so distraught. I lost, felt so sorry for we lost you. Six games at home, man. I mean, come on. It was man. fucked. It was I fucked. It lost against Fulham, Brighton, fucking Burnley. It was a joke. It was a fucking. You joke. drew against us, but you know, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. But I think it's just so it, it's so tantalising this game because it can go either way. Chelsea can come, they can turn up, they can get the better of us, and they can yep. win. They could, they could, they absolutely could win. Um, but I think if you look at the midfield and where we can really uh, get the better of them, where we can isolate some of their weak areas, is that you look yes. at Jorginho, slow as a fucking snail. That kind of so slow. Vision, vision so, out the asshole though. So what you do is you He's try, got three eyes, two on his face, one on his ass. You try to isolate that. That's what you need to do. And how you do that is you, you make Robertson overlap to the shithouse. Because Jorginho is Robbo full fit? Is he fully fit, or is he still be, got a? Little he'll be legal? fully fit. He'll be fully fit. That guy's a maniac. Um, okay. He's, he's fucking William Wallace out of Braveheart, man. He's, he's tough. tough. He's tough. He's tough as nails. So he's tough. Jorginho usually plays on the right side of midfield. Kante plays just behind him, and then it's depending they either or Kante plays on the left, and then they usually have a, a, a CAM. But My I think that, I don't Golo. think they play three five two. They kind of play four three four three, but. Yeah. Anyway. They, they chop and change. It, 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 they change in attack and defense. It's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So where we're going to get a lot of joy is that uh, Jorginho plays on the right, and when James overlaps, yeah. that, leaves, that leaves Jorginho isolated in the center. If we can break quickly and Robbo spreads down that wing, he's not quick enough to get there. So you're going to create... That's where you're going to get a lot of space, in those areas where you can get overlaps on Jorginho because he's too slow. Um the flip side to that is, is James is so quick that he can get back. So it, it has to be really a quick. Our attacks have to be quick, and they've got to be potent. You know what I mean? They've got to be on it. Um, yeah. But it's very, very interesting. It, it's going to be a tactical fucking masterclass of a game. I can't wait. I'm excited. Um, but who knows where it's going to go, man? It, it's interesting. It's a very, very good. Do you game. know? I agree. Just before we close out this lovely, it's been a lovely chat tonight. Just before we close out. I want to ask you something, and I'm, I'm throwing it off our last little EPL one. Sp- speaking of Graham Potter, Harry Potter's uncle, let's mm. talk Harry Potter and let's talk who they support, right? Now, the Weasleys as a family are going to support one team. They're not all going to be chopping and changing. Fred and George aren't going to go for someone different to old Ron and Arthur and Charlie and whoever the fuck the other ones are. Ginny and Molly and per- Percy. He's a prick, Percy. I don't can't stand that bloke. But... <laughs> Let, let's talk. I reckon the Weasley. Who do you think the Weasleys are going for? They're going for Arsenal, mate. Just fucking sheer. Nah, they're going for a team in the Midlands. Sheer disappointment. You reckon they're going for Arsenal? Sheer I reckon they're going for the Wolves or some of that. Someone from the Midlands, a little bit inbred, a little, little bit crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? A little bit crazy. Just watching a Dharma Traore stamp down the field. Harry, on the other hand, Sheffield Harry then. to me seems like, for like Sheffield Wednesday or something. That's fucking. <sighs> Just a that's a dreadful inbred team with yeah middle of the country. Let's, let's let's say Sheffield. <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday. That's the Weasleys go for Sheffield Weasley Day. Yeah, Harry. Yeah. Now Harry's a different beast here. He is a hammers man in my eyes. He'd be he's the one with the wand shooting them bubbles up. Do you agree slash disagree? 
Well, he's the golden child. So, is it West Ham or is it another team? Like, who's the team that's sort of you know the golden the cop, the the golden rooster birds, the could, Tottenham's could go for Tottenham, yeah. But you know, what about Lord Voldemort? But, he's but, a Man United fan. Though, he's absolutely no Man United. He's a United fan. The guys he's got cunt. no schnozzer. He's a grub. He'd just be up there going fucking Avara Kadavara, shove it up your arsera. Good old Lord you, Voldemort. Yeah, to someone you want to hate, about, Man United fan. What about Hermione? Do you reckon Hermione even follows football? She'd be going to the tennis. She'd be at Wimbledon, sitting there, having a watch. She'd probably she's, go for AFC Wimbledon. She's a, she, Yes. Rebuilt, mate. Mm. Wimbledon. She's Wimbledon back in the 90s, mate. That was a team. That was a rough team. Not well, AFC. It's not the same team. They've isn't it re- different? Yeah, because Wimbledon, years ago, they went bankrupt. They went. They just ceased to exist. So Rebranded. they were gone, and then the, they yeah they remade their team. Their fans restarted a new team called AFC Wimbledon. So it's more fan, mm. it's fan built, and then yeah now they're owned by whoever. But yeah, God, you want to watch a team that's just that embodies nineties football and hard nosed football. Vinnie Jones played for him. Watch yep. Wimbledon of the nineties, man, fuck it was good. It's so good. They're animals. Crazy little crazy little critters. But anyway, what a yeah uh, that was a nice little way to end and. I'll just time in here. I just done a quick um, Google. Yep. So if you want to know, so Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter, his uh, actual team in real life is Fulham. Makes uh, sense. Craven Emma Cottage. Watson's is Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And Ronald Weasley, Rupert Grint, is old uh, Tottenham Hotspurs. The, the Rooster Birds. Geez, we were wrong. The Weasley family, they go for Sheffield Wednesday. I'm telling you, all of them. All of them. Every last one. Anyway, boys, that was, uh, was pleasant. Andrew, make sure you're not pooing next time while we're recording because you left us in the lurch. And then next time we need to get the stats man Carl Hale on. Come on. He will never come on. He hasn't got... He, you know what? He he just won't do it. He come won't on, stats do man. It. Don't let us down, stats man. I'm a stats man. skibby dibby dip 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 I'm a stats man. I'm a stats man. Righto, boys. Talk to you. Take it easy, mate. See ya.